0: In today's episode, we talk to my amazing friend, astrologer, psychic, TV personality and Sunday Times bestselling author, Michelle Knight. She has had 26 million views to date on YouTube. Michelle uses her own experiences, beliefs and ancient wisdom to self empower people. She calls herself a quantum creator. Coming from a traumatic childhood, And being exposed to sexual abuse, neglect and homelessness at quite a young age, she transformed her life through her own spiritual path. In this episode, we talk about the mystery of death, what Michelle believes happens after life, stepping into our own power and how we can reprogram our energy and belief systems to really manifest the life that we want. So wherever you are listening, I really hope you enjoy this one. So it's lovely to have you on the show, Michelle. I'm delighted you are one of my
1: favourite people. I adore you. Thank you so much. And I think your work is amazing and important
0: and essential. Yeah. Well, and and I'm, you know, I think this is um, something that I've wanted to talk to you about for a long, long time is what you do and what you believe and how your work can help other people. Blimey. (laughs) i know just for a starter um but my first question was um what do you believe happens when someone dies oh that little gentle (laughs) question to (laughs) to ease me in gently (laughs) lots of things
1: i think lots of things are important number one i think that it's like a change of clothes so we, we are an eternal soul there's no doubt i've had some very very specific strange experiences of knowing who I was in a past life, for instance, mm. with, and having, as far as I'm concerned, concrete, proper 100% proof. I've no doubt in my mind. Wow. And I'm actually, ironically, quite cynical about a lot of things. Are you? Because I think my mother was called Madame Brunner and she was a much more tradition for great psychic, but much more traditional. So I've always had, you know, I always need everything proven to me. Even now when I do a reading, I have to prove to myself that I couldn't possibly know that. Yes. Every time. So I'm very down to earth, but particularly things have happened in my life that I know that past lives exist, yeah?
0: And is that because you've seen it or what? how? How do you know? I don't like to talk
1: about it because one of them, it could be considered controversial. Okay. But when I was 10, I was cycling past something and there was a picture that was just a silhouette of a man. And as I was cycling past, I went, oh, that was me. And I knew it was me. And then a few years later, I was in a particular country. not going to give any clues. Mm. And uh, I picked up a biography of this person. And they were an Aries too. And actually their chart, elements of their chart, were the male and female reverse of mine. Oh. So it was really interesting. And then they had very, very similar kind of phobias to me and all sorts of strange things. And it culminated in, I was telling this to some people one day and i said you know what but i know what an egomaniac that particular character was and he would want to know that i know yeah and i went to bed and i had a stack of books by my bed and i just put my hand in these books and i opened it and it happened to be a quote from him saying i don't mind if i'm born a woman as long as i know i was me
0: oh, out of after i just said that
1: whole thing that's bizarre. there are many many other strange coincidences to this particular life yes which I don't really want to go into, but there is no doubt. And everyone who knows the full story is like, you couldn't make it up. You can't question it. But separate to that, I've done past life regression from when I was a teenager. I trained to be a past life regressionist. And from my own point of view, the things I healed in my past lives that helped me in this life. From another Mm. point of view, I think it's very different to how people think. In my opinion, well, number one, I think... To a certain extent, what you expect to see when you die and you initially see.
0: Yeah. So if okay. you expect to see
1: the big gates of heaven, you, you will see that. I believe mm, that.
0: Yeah.
1: For me, I believe that probably the harsher thing is that we judge ourselves. It's almost like mm. we see our life in 3D. Yes. Not 3D, like multi-dimensional. every like 5D. Every, yeah. Every comment we've ever made to people, how that's affected, mm. everything we've ever done. As I was saying to you the other day, it's a bit like menopause, darling. But it's uh, you, you're witnessing everything and you're reflecting on your life and you're seeing it from a different point of view. Yeah. But I believe that it's also total universal love. We go back to the one consciousness. We are like a little part of the... One consciousness, we're all one, mm. but we're coming here to experience being separate to ourselves.
0: Yeah, that's, I personally,
1: that's very interesting. Sorry, I could go on. Here we go. Like, I, I thought no, I'd have great. nothing to say, and I've got too much to say. <laughs> but for me, for instance, I know I believe that people can go to different places like parallel but, universes. Yeah, I mean, that, oh, don't get set me off on that because I could that could lead us <laughs> in a new direction. But, but yeah, there are other places that are not just um, this. Earth-like place, okay, okay. but I happen to really like it here because I've been here a lot of times. Yeah, I don't know why, but I really, I've always really, my soul likes it here.
0: So it's kind of like it, a reincar- It's a reincarnation, really, is it? Yeah, but is that, it, no, it, I mean, is it's, that so, too it's difficult to explain because we're humans,
1: yeah, and we we can't get our head around everything. No, but you know, like quantum physics, science is now realizing that there are many, many, many dimensions, and many of us in other dimensions,
0: and mm. that's scientific yeah reasoning behind it yes yeah and
1: you know i believe that we're evolving the whole mm. one of my favorite uh things that i learned in my life that i've come up with that i believe is one that i spent my whole childhood trying to work it all out but one one is that we we're, we're meant to be unique so not just become part of the yeah you know what what we're told and everything else we have to our job if you choose to accept it, is to express our uniqueness and our unique ideas because that helps evolve the whole. We're like a mm. tiny cell in a huge, you know, we're an atom in a huge yeah. cosmos. But, but each atom is important because some, like in the human body, some cells can go ro- rogue and cause destruction, you know, and other ones
0: can be healing. Yeah. That's such a lovely way of, of thinking about it. Because then you don't feel alone either. No, we're we're a cell and we're all deeply connected. Yeah, I love that. But actually, whenever
1: Um. I've gone through in my life, you know, depression or or something terrible or felt completely alone and outside, I've done a visualization where I sit and I just visualize myself connected Mm. to the whole. That's also great for manifesting as well. If you want to create something, not just when you're depressed, it's already out there because we're all connected. Yeah. So you just become a beacon and you attract the other you know, atoms and cells that are humans that are,
0: can help you. And then you can help them. And do you think that's why we attract friends and even work colleagues around us that are, are like-minded, that, are, that, you know, that seem to be on the same sort of wavelength? Well, we do, I mean, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Because mm. look, we mm. could fall in love
1: with people who are completely opposite to us, yeah. but you meet them and that's it. You're connecting on some level. Uh, like when I, I, when I met you, I instantly... It we was connected. Like I, yeah, like I'd known you thousand years and you you feel like one of my oldest friends and I think we've met three times but it's you know it's true isn't it it? it's true
0: I feel exactly the same and I love that because it's an you know you don't have to work for the relationship you're just there you know you're there for that person you know you're going to be a loyal friend and as long as they know that I think that's all that matters really so yeah I I totally I'm totally in agreement with that that you attract what you give out.
1: Yeah, because you know your energy, your vibration is drawn to certain things. Some yeah. of those things is for a learning experience. Ah, oh, but the other thing is, there's a lot of terrible stuff on Instagram and Twitter where people are victim blaming by yes. saying that if you're, you know, you're attracting that to you. That's a load of bullshit. I can say that because, yeah, uh, because basically we're not just co-creating on our own. We're not just cosmically ordering manifesting going through this journey alone no we are all connected so you are creating with all the people in your life yeah so if a lot of people in your life have one particular view or belief system that can actually impact your own ability Mm. to create or evolve or grow or move forward yes so you know i'm not saying just remove yourself from everyone negative although in my life i when i learned to let go of a lot of negative people that's when i everything became different for me
0: yeah, well, I saw a really wonderful quote the other day. Uh, it was a guy called Matt Hague. He does a lot of stuff on mental awareness and me- mental illness. And he's like a, a sort of champion. He was saying, you know, keep away from the people that don't make you bloom. Look for the people that make you bloom. You know, you're like a flower in a garden and you need those people that are going to bring that out of you rather than make you feel so small and yep. make you feel like nothing. And yep. But it's so easy to get trapped into that... I guess it's like a repetitive pattern of behaviour, isn't it? If you want to attract like-minded people, you've got to put out the positivity and that will bring that back. I think the negative attracts the negative, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, but like- it's also, also... Another good thing, is which I, I realise has served me well in my life, mm. didn't necessarily know what I was doing at the time, is to be drawn to people that you aspire to be. Yeah, And I'm not talking about money and abundance, no. I'm talking about their heart, their yeah. trust, their courage, their faith. And I never met, I never forget, when I was um, living in a squat in Brixton at uh, 15, there was a woman there called Racine Ripple. And she was a Leo, and she was a very strong Great woman. Great, um, She's no longer with us, sadly. But anyway, she would walk down the road, and she knew who she was, even though she didn't feel it. And she mm. really taught me a lot, and she said that to me. And I, I realised that, that I have to, be, you know, I have to act as if. And then it became me. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm scared, I'm insecure, I'm frightened. You know, trust me, we all are. But when you start to see people that seem walk in their power mm. and you start to walk in your power, it becomes your power.
0: Because you talk a lot about the sort of, it's the, you call it quantum creating. Yeah. So talk, talk me through that. You know, how, how do we attract what we want? You know, what. I know you've mentioned about neuropathways and sort of... Well, we're all brain... Look, this is the other thing. Memes, right? Not like an internet meme. We
1: are full of those internet memes in our brain, which are mm. cultural memes. So when you're a kid, you, can, you take in whatever's around you. So your family, if they have a very strong belief system... I'm not talking about... You know, I'm talking about every single family yeah. has a belief system yeah. of some description... And that is programmed into our brain
0: mm. and that
1: can stop us. We, we become those beliefs. Yes. And not just our family, you know, what we watch, what we perceive, what we in, in our different cultures. And we, we take that all in and it programs our beliefs. So if we want to create something different or we want a different life, it's very difficult because our brain is already pre-programmed. So you have to do like a meme detox I would even suggest once a week, look at what you've learned, look at what you've seen, look at what you believe, look at what you've been persuaded by. Does it come from you or have you just caught it? Mm. You know, you see a lot of that on the internet. Yes. Um, I hesitate to say it. I don't want anyone to start, like, you know, bad-mouthing me, but some, not all, darling, not all. I know there are some conspiracy <laughs> theories that are true, but some are cray-cray. <laughs> anyway. <No. laughs> and people will literally catch it in their brain and believe it. Yeah. Doesn't And no evidence, to the contrary, will, will make them disbelieve it. And equally the other way, not just conspiracy theories, but, you know, it, we can catch an idea. Look, and actually they've proved this with politics. Mm. You know, people, if you believe, like, in one set of politics or another set of politics, no evidence or middle road can get in. No. Because your brain picks up that. And actually as humans, we look for, what's it called? Confirmation bias. Mm. But we're doing that in a way that is beyond politics and conspiracy theories. We're doing it. Like if you grow up think you're unlovable, you will spend your whole day looking for proof that you're unlovable. That you're, yeah. You don't even know you're doing it. And it's once you understand and you can reprogram yourself, you're not just reprogramming your brain, you're reprogramming your energy and your belief system and then you can go into the flow.
0: Yes. So it's saying... You know, what made me feel that I was unlovable? Looking at, you know, and just saying, actually, I am lovable. Yeah, well, not even that. but like, Just feeling like, that you're lovable. Look for the evidence that you're lovable. Yeah. So instead of looking for the evidence. That you're not and lovable. And for me, that's my
1: biggest thing. I've always felt unlovable. That was mm. one of my things. Yes. And then you have to. And honestly, it's very deep seated. Yeah. Even now I can go into that sometimes. Yes. So, you know, you have to then look for the evidence is overwhelmingly that I have a lot of love. hell of a lot. I have an amazing amount of love in my life now. But my brain still thinks I'm in the time where I, you know, was abandoned yeah. and abused and, you know. And it's, it's, this stuff is deep. Oh, and you have to so work deep. on it every day. Or examine your thoughts. Is it, is it true or is it a pattern, in, a neural pathway in your brain, that it's easier to think that? Because then you're, you know, a lot of people, it's easier to think you're not lovable because then you're not disappointed, you know. Yes. But then you create chaos in your life because you don't let the love in.
0: Yes, that's exactly
1: And that's it, just it? one example. There are, you know so many things and we've every single one of us has got it on some level mm. and it's about looking instead of looking for the evidence be aware that you're looking for the evidence but like for instance you can have a great day and you can have like 99 compliments and one person even a stranger can say something to you and like that's it that's, that's what you hold feel. on to and it's it's crazy so it's like turn it around you know, at the end of the day or the end of the week, look at the evidence for the love. Look at the evidence yes. for how you're growing. And changing. Yeah. And
0: how much you've changed over the years as well. Yeah. And how
1: much you've evolved. Yeah, that and that is amazing. And that is, you know, our purpose. But it's we are not the person. We're not the person we were yesterday. No. That's quite a scary thought, no, actually, but it's not. true. And and you can reinvent yourself. You can genuinely, not like fake, you know, you can become who you want to be. Nothing mm. is stopping you. no. And, we, you know, we get these ideas in our head. I mean, lots of things. Like, I have a fear of flying, actually. But it's like, I get on that damn plane, you know, <laughs> because I want to get to wherever I'm going. Like, yeah, and this is beaver to. tomorrow. <laughs> but it's like, you, you talk, you've got to talk yourself down. I also yeah. have like, panic attacks a lot and all sorts. It's about, actually, we can control what we think. Yes. And then, in turn, we control our energy.
0: Uh, not control is the wrong word, actually. But how did you learn that? I mean, how did you go from the squat... To living in your castle in Devon, you know. How did you go from that to that? I'm very
1: lucky because I always had a belief in magic. Mm. So I always believed in miracles. I mean, genuinely. Why? We're just
0: part I'm, of your I nature. I think that's luck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in my chart, I've got a lot of Pisces. I'm a dreamer. But I'm okay. also, for me, it, it's about giving back as well. So, yeah. you know, any kindness always return that kindness mm. you know if we if we give to people what we want to receive i'm not talking about like in love that's a dangerous thing to do but i'm talking about like you know if i can easily do someone a favor who i don't know i will always do that favor yeah whereas we're brought up in a society that stops you doing like, that it's like that's a dog eat dog that. isn't it yeah yeah but i had i've always had many strange coincidences to lead me to where i am We live in a magical world, and we can tap into it. And I think I'm luckily enough. But I told you when I was a kid, I always said I'm going to live in a castle one day. Not, I knew it, and that's actually part of how you manifest. You've got to know it, believe it. If you don't believe it, you could do it all day long. Write that list. Ain't never going to come to you. No. Well, unlikely. You never say never, darling. But you know, you've (laughs) got to actually believe what you're thinking about. Yeah. And also, you feel it for me. One, I, I would say now in my you know, early 50s, I have to say I'm particularly proud of the fact that I've achieved all this with integrity. Yeah. I'm a rebel woman. I'm a big tattooed woman. You know, I'm a wild woman. I've lived in squats. I've never compromised. I've always been very political. Mm-hmm. And I've managed to achieve my dream my way. And I think that I'm actually, now I look back and I can say I'm proud of that. Yeah. And, and I, I've done it with, with fundamentally by doing what I love to do with the best ethics and with all the love in the world, and by spending my days giving back for free. So
0: that, for me, I, I've, you know, I managed to do it. And you're authentic. You know, you've been yourself. And I think so many people are scared to step into their own power and be themselves.
1: I think we're luckier yeah. now.
0: But I, any advice I could give
1: to anyone is, if you, if you really want to succeed at what you do, you do have to be, do it in your own unique way. Yeah, Find your unique way of doing things don't don't just be like everyone else yeah and be kind yeah well oh, kindness and be is, generous yeah kindness is a superpower it I, really is yeah.
0: yeah and I I mean I I used to negotiate for a living for my clients and um I was always very kind and very fair and I'd get the most amazing deals and people would say to me how did you do that and I'd say I'm, I you know they said god you must be awful and I said no I just literally was very honest and fair and people recognize that. Yeah, you,
1: you have got a glorious, magnificent energy,
0: a oh, joyful energy. I bet not
1: all the time, but you joyful. <laughs> I don't have yeah. it all the time. <laughs> but you, you know, you, you, you're strong. Yeah. But you're, you're very warm and authentic. So I'm saying authenticity will get you everywhere.
0: Yes. Yeah. And it's what, wor- you know, it's worked for mm. me and it's worked for you. And the
1: other thing is, and most importantly, one, do a step every day. People mm-hmm. say, well, how do you manage to get all those, you know, blah, blahs and all those, how come your website's so big and this, that and the other? And I was, you know, I said, well, I've done six or 7,000 videos. You work now, really hard. Yeah, but you can't make 7,000 videos overnight. No. But if I hadn't done one every now and again, I wouldn't have 7,000. And actually, you would be mind blown by what you can achieve. Mm. And I'm always amazed at a lot of people that talk to me about what they want to achieve, They they... Even when I say it, they don't write the blog every no. day or once a week no. or once a month or once a year. You have
0: to do it yeah, to you, do it. it. Ain't gonna, mm. you,
1: you've got to put the work in from your heart and not worry about it. You know, Fritz, if you're, I mean, I'm dyslexic, so i it took me a long time, and thank you, Grammarly, to be able to <laughs> deal with, you know, well, my you wrote insecurity. wrote a book. Yeah, but to deal with my insecurity, and, and like, I do need, I, well, actually not so much now, but I used to need people to really edit, look at, because I write sentences back to front and this, yes. that and the other. But by doing it, now I actually don't.
0: Yeah. Or I'm aware, you I see it when I yourself. do it.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I do do it, but then I go, oh, you know, I'll read it back and realise. But it's doing something. Do it. Just do it. Exactly. Exactly. And then it, it, like, you know, now, all these years later, I've got this vast body of work. It's amazing. So, you know, and I'm so thankful, because actually, I'm, I, honestly... I don't even know how I did it because I was a wild, troubled soul. But I had this deep need to give back and share the wisdom that helped me survive my life. And you know what? Come back to your subject, if you don't mind me saying. My my whole life was marked by death, and it was mm. death actually that um, created who I am. Because when I, I was born, and well, I found out later that I had a, a twin that, that was dead or died. Um, you know, my dad was dying when I was born.
0: Okay. And they
1: died when I was six. Wow. And I actually have had a, a death phobia have for you? most for most of my life, interestingly, even though I do what I do.
0: And you're on a Dean Death
1: podcast.
0: Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, so it,
1: because that's when you're a very small child and you see that, you know, that happening in front of you, that's the only you're born into that situation. Yes. And, you know, my mother used to work nights and leave us on her own back in the day when you could do that. And yeah. it, like, I would think, every is she dead? Every You know, is she is dead? She and then back. that translated as, am I going to die today? Or, and if any of my partners went out when I was younger, in my teens and 20s, I literally would worry they would die that day. Yeah. So I had a very massive death phobia. But it also made me live my life to the full. Sometimes oh, yeah. too much. <laughs> 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 but it's many times too much. But I, you know, I... I feast on life i embrace life yes i i love with all my heart i i i'd speak my mind Mm. you know because one of the things was he never left any evidence that he existed your dad yeah no letter now you think there'll be something there's nothing no and and my mother didn't take me to the funeral so it was like it wasn't real like he didn't exist yeah although she did keep reminding me that the last thing i said to him was he said give me a kiss and i went Uh, I don't want to catch it. And that haunted me for my life as well. Oh, Michelle. A lot of trauma around death.
0: Yeah. So how did you turn that around? Is it because... I'll tell you this, you're going to love this story. Am I? We'll come back to Michelle's story in a minute. But for now, in exciting news, my new book, Do Death for a Life Better Lived, is out now. I really would love you to buy it and let me know what you think. It's available on Amazon and you can check out the details on my website, doingdeath.com that's www.doingdeath.com and if you have read the book and you've enjoyed it please please leave a review on Amazon because that's how other people can find it and um, yeah I really hope you enjoy it now back to Michelle
1: all my life right and then I mean actually it is I do feel sorry for myself on this one like when I was 15 I met this um, girl who looked like a living Newton John in a bar and she was from Australia wow it wasn't, uh, she was it wasn't a bit older Newton than me. Um, I won't say who it is because this day and age. But anyway, but I was a very, very intense, you know, and we had this amazing experience. Yeah. And she was very pure of heart. Mm. And she also had a situation with a twin that was actually born inside her. Have you heard wow. of that? Yeah, I've heard of that. And she was very troubled. But she had such a pure heart and we hung out for a week, you know, fell madly in love with her. And, you know, she was going to come back in six months, you know, and I was like, oh my God. And at the airport, I actually felt all right. And I thought, that's weird. Why aren't you worrying But she's going to drop dead? Anyway, cut to her, I don't know, eight months later or something, her 21st birthday. I rang up Australia using my mother's phone on that occasion. <laughs> anyway, um, and I don't know which one of her parents said, oh, she's had a terrible car accident. And I ran back the next day and they said, she's dead.
0: Oh, my and God. And do you know what? This is a
1: really interesting story because I never learned to drive until I was 40. Because I was always frightened of, you know, that she died like that. And I, as you can imagine, I was utterly traumatised. Devastate, yeah. Right, so when I was 31 or something, so we was 16 years later, she, she was the daughter of someone famous um, in Australia, actually. And so I thought, do you know what? I need to get to the bottom of how she died or where she's buried. It felt unresolved to me. Anyway, so I paid this private investigator Did to, you? to find out how she dies? This is the way I roll. <laughs> I will find a way. Yeah. It wasn't even that expensive. It must have been 100 quid or something. Wow. And I'm like, no. We'll I just try that. <laughs> I need to know. Um, anyway, so the phone rang, picked it up, and it was her. She was not dead. And I had, yes, her parents had said she's dead because they didn't like the fact that she was a lesbian and she'd had some drug issues, blah, blah, blah. And she said, oh, my God, I was only speaking about you the other day, Michelle, and what a wonderful time we had in England. And
0: she probably thought, why has she not contacted me? Yeah, and- I
1: mean... Extraordinary! That's amazing. <laughs> so, but what's interesting about this story is, mm-hmm. a then I could learn to drive. But I had spent, I had created, which is what we do in our mind, the reality of her being dead, that that was my always going to be my fate, that everybody I love would die. You know, mustn't learn to drive. You know, it's all true, all these things, and it wasn't true. And some part of me thinks that it's almost like I stepped into a parallel universe where she wasn't dead because yeah. it's so weird. But it changed me. It healed me that wow. she wasn't dead,
0: because it, the reality of what you thought it wasn't true. Yeah,
1: and then I saw her again. Like she flew over and we met, and you know I speak to her sometimes. Did now. you tell her I thought you were dead? Oh, have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> I told her the whole story. Yeah. So, but Thanks, she'd Mom. been talking about me fondly for sixteen years. But anyway, I think she went. Through, you know, she had a few troubles then. She went through a lot of changes. She ended up having like five kids. And then came out as a lesbian again. Wow. That's a side story. Yes.
0: We don't need those labels, darlings. <laughs> no, those that's labels it, don't, isn't don't it? exist. It doesn't matter. Yeah. God, that's incredible. And I mean, ha- so going back to what you originally did, so obviously you've been dealing with your fear of death, but also then... Dealing a- with it in my work. Yeah. <laughs> so being able to see dead pe- people who've
1: died? Well, what's interesting... So tell me about is that. I made a decision when I was very young not to be a medium. Because basically, okay. my mother was a psychic, so she would hold so these... So
0: what's, what's the difference between the two? Okay, a psychic...
1: Sure. Uh, well, I mean, I hate the term psychic, actually, mm. so it's really difficult. Okay, put it this way. I just and We'll go into that in a minute. I decided not to be a medium. I decided not to channel in that way. Okay. Like, as in, mediums are about contacting loved, loved ones, ones that passed over. Anyway, my mother used to have seances and healing circles, and I had a lot of, you know, like poltergeist activity and... Not really bad, but disturbing. Yeah. Like, you remember those old thick radios with the big big square buttons? Yeah. You had to really push it down. Like, they would suddenly turn themselves oh. on. And that's not possible, you know what I mean? And it was like, no. And I was in bed. I was quite ill at the time. And I, you know, I had this voice or this thing saying that that I can do this. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Having said that, sometimes I'm giving a reading. I mean, quite a lot sometimes. Where someone will come in. Mm. And I don't mind that. No. But it's not something I would choose to do. Okay. Myself. Although I can. But not, you know, it's not my path. You it's choose not, my not path. To. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the psyche, is that is like an intuition, would you say? Or working with your... Well, for me, and this is the same with,
1: you know, what, what my people do... Um, as I say, my mother was called Madame Bruna and had the crystal balls and everything. Nothing wrong with the crystal ball, but she was like very different to me. <laughs> and um, she was very, I wanted to understand everything, yeah? But for me, a psychic, and for anyone who goes to see a psychic, they should be able to tell you it very... Intimate details about your life that no one could know. So yeah, not about you know. Don't nobody get offended, but it's not about oh, I see some shiny shoes. Someone liked a cup of tea. Get a few medals. Always like their trousers nicely pressed because that is all of our grandparents. Exactly. So you know. So if I were to do a reading, I would talk about the past. I would talk to you as if I knew you. I would tell you exactly Mm. your relationship with your parents, what patterns you had. So I consider myself a twenty first century psychic. I would go into details. But for me, and also, I could talk to you about, you know, immediate future and, yes. and the potential future. But my, I would feel my job is to empower you to understand how to transform your reality. So some things I believe are set in stone. Few things are fated, meant to happen. Mm. I, well, I don't like the word fated. Uh, but for for the majority of, we are like uh, gods world. and goddesses. We we can create our reality. Yeah. And also, when we break our patterns, we are not repeating. We're in a different energetic loop of repeating the yeah, same old thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we've all got friends, you know, some friends are really great with money and yet have every terrible love relationship known to all humanity You mm. always attract someone who's married or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or then we've got other friends who are terrible with money but have the perfect relationship. You know, it's all our own patterns. Yeah. And, and when I can see that and you wouldn't say anything to me, I would tell you, you know, and... And how do you see that though? I know. It's like, like talking to a friend. So it's like, You just tune into them. Well, now it just is. Uh, So you would, you know, you just... And and I love astrology, so I use astrology a lot. Yeah, Because I believe astrology is our soul map. So within there, it tells us where our strengths and weaknesses are, where our gifts, our treasure Mm. is. So you're looking at, okay, okay, right, you have this problem here because whatever, you know, moon in Scorpio, you're not trusting. I'm simplifying all this, obviously, and it's, you know... But actually what that also means is if you, you can channel that energy in a different mm. way, you know, so you're using what's there.
0: It's like a sort of framework you're, of who you are. You're tuning tuning yourself up. Yes. Wow. And and do you feel that everyone can tune into their own sort of intuition, their own sort of psychic nature? How, how could we do that? You know, how could I well, do that? we've all got
1: right? it. I, but
0: everybody's got
1: it. You know, some people you know can run really quickly when other people don't run very fast yeah. you know um, or refuse to run or don't want to run or can't run you know but but we all have the ability it's a terrible analogy but you know what I'm not saying yeah so to do it think of anything that that we can all do some people can do some people are superstars at it but we can all do it
0: yeah and actually
1: with the practice when i say practice it's not intellectual it's no. by the trusting Having confirmation, Picking up on your yeah. Listening. I mean, if you think about it, when your you meet, when you meet people, I, I even ignore myself now. Sometimes I will meet someone and think wrong and not right <laughs> for me. Run like <laughs> no. the wind, and then my empathy will kick in, and I'll be their friend, and then they'll, it'll be a disaster.
0: You and know. it's like that feeling you get in your stomach, isn't it? Yeah, we know we because do. Our, we are energetic creatures, you know. And it's like you'd you pick it. You sort of tune into someone's bad energy or good energy or positive energy yeah. and you think oh i don't like that person so it's not even
1: if you wanted to look at it and if you want to start simply pay attention to your body how your body reacts, reacts yeah when you meet people. someone yeah, yeah. Like and you could stand really close to me and it wouldn't bother me at all no. but there are obviously certain people we don't want them to stand close. not and they mean me that be the most beautiful charming lovely human but there's something energetically that Doesn't... is not aligned with ours yeah and why do you think we've forgotten to to use that instinct, I don't know. We've all got a bit lazy, haven't we? Because yeah. we're a bit safer, aren't we? <laughs> yes. We, were, we, but you know, we've got those instincts because we
0: needed them once. Yeah. And now we've sort of forgotten how to yeah. use them. Yeah, it's really true.
1: Although, actually, I do believe even the most cynical listener has used that or had an experience. Yes. That, that is une- unexplained.
0: And do do people come to you to find evidence of life after death? Do they come to you for? comfort at all or well, not really i would or... suppose they
1: would go more to a medium for that yeah although okay. within what i do it because of the way i nature of the way i work they will get that in a different way usually you know? yes
0: i mean i love the fact that in the way that you work it's really about helping people to, to evolve and to change. And to and come to, into their power, yeah, not to give that's your power amazing. away to someone else yeah.
1: or to become addicted to a psychic. And it's like to make, show you how to be the psychic for yourself. Yes. But by proving it first, obviously. I mean, this to me is very important. Yes. Because actually, being a psychic isn't like being a dentist or a car mechanic and you just do the same old thing for every car.
0: It's Some people, You
1: have to find the right one for you. So when you found the right one for you, it blow your mind. But it's, you know, that's important.
0: And to know. And someone
1: sp- has to give you very specific, detailed information.
0: And then you'll know they're genuine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And no, and no decent psychic. I hate that word psychic. I'm not even I hate the word psychic. psychic. No, it's just meaningless. What
0: could, I don't know. I've been looking for a name for that for a long <laughs> time. Yeah. Because there's so many connotations yeah. there with a psychic, like you know what people think and over the years what you know yeah. like someone with a crystal ball like even now you know what's well, say well kathy
1: my partner um she's like if you don't tell people because people say what do you do and i like stumble because if i'm out in a you know wherever and she'll go if you don't tell them you're a psychic, i'm gonna tell them you're a porn star so she <laughs> makes me say it but I, I don't like and then i always did the preamble and she's just say what you do because people have an assumption they have that meme in their head of a psychic you know Nothing wrong with being an end-of-the-peer psychic if you're no. a good if you're a good end-of-the-peer psychic. But they have a, a very, you know, a very cliched, yeah. old-fashioned view. Or con artists is the other yes, thing they think yes, you are. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know.
0: But it's wonderful that through your work you've helped. Do you feel yeah. like you've helped? And what we are the
1: wise you're... women. We are the witches yeah. that were burned. Yeah. We are the we are, thank God. And may goddess, thank goddess. We are embracing that now we really are, we're, aren't we? are on the second wave or the third wave or the fourth wave,
0: and I'm like, wow, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, is this so? You're thinking about you're talking about Me Too. Are you referring to Me Too and what's going on? No, just like, like all of the um, millennials,
1: younger yeah. women that uh, embracing the word witch, for instance. They are, aren't which they? had very negative connotations, mm. but it is the wise woman has been around from the beginning of time. Yeah, and it's it's a wonderful thing.
0: Let's well, just use that
1: word then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, well exactly and then uh, you know there's so many people on the social media on Instagram that have thousands of followers that are doing you know rituals and you know witchcraft but in a very positive way and I yeah, think it's moon, paying attention
1: to the moon mooned, and the ebb and flow yeah. and you know awakening their intuition tarot has made a tarot and astrology have made a massive comeback. It has, hasn't it? That's very good in some ways and then in other ways it's quite scary because there are so many astrology accounts and they literally write any old rubbish yeah like i don't know they'll say aries placid so the opposite of what it is and it doesn't matter because they've just written aries on top
0: and people will believe that yeah i mean then that'll dilute
1: it and trust me then there'll be a second wave of everybody going it's a load of crap and then 10 years time oh it's (laughs) fabulous but so i mean you know if you're interested in astrology get your chart done they could do it free on my website actually oh okay Uh, and it's detailed and work with that energy. Study it for yourself, but do it properly. Yeah. If you want to.
0: My other question was, um, I read something about Nick Cave. Nick Cave wrote something. So he does this blog and he, he it's called The Red Hand Files. And it's this beautiful thing that he writes once a week. And uh, this week he was writing about his son, Arthur, that died and signs that we see. Um, and he keeps seeing ladybirds, which he which his son really loved. And I was thinking, and I've written about that in my book, actually, that even if you don't believe in something other than this reality, but you see signs, you know, are, are we imagining it? Are we hoping that that's a sign? Is it a sign? Whenever I'm in trouble,
1: an owl will start making noise. And that's my mother.
0: Oh, like for
1: instance, Kathy was on, Kathy was, Kathy's mother's just died, and Kathy was on the beach. And it's a beach where there are no cowrie shells. Yes. And she's always, wherever beach she goes to, she'll spend three hours looking. But that particular beach, she's never, ever found one. And and she was just sitting down talking to me and talking about I'm like could cry, actually.
0: Mew! Oh. Anyway.
1: And right down next to her was a cowrie shell.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: she's, uh, what I love about Kathy, she's quite cynical about things. I mean, she believes in me and what I do, but she's not... You know, no, it wasn't her path before no. she met me. She's very analytical and she doesn't necessarily believe in the things that I believe in, in terms of death, and which makes it harder actually. If you don't believe in, you know, experiencing her finding it harder because she's yes. like, well, Where's she gone? and it doesn't matter what I say, her belief system and the way she was brought up is that there's nothing it's completely different. But she was deeply touched and she knew it was from her mum. And then her brother came to see her from Ireland. Um, you know, she only sees him once a year. And he sat down next to us and there was a bloody great big cow, shell.
0: Oh. Same. The same. Yeah,
1: and, it, and she just said that and, and it touched my heart, you know, because even though she says she doesn't believe this, that and the other, that she, you know, that what happens after death and you just go, she said, oh, that's definitely from
0: mum. Yeah. So, you know. And a lot of people who don't necessarily believe in, you know, what happens after you die, yeah. that, that this is just it, they also see things like robins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And butterflies. And then like, I I... But everybody has their own
1: unique... I've heard of a lot of stories about, you know, in funerals, mm. that those kind of totem animals will literally come and land on you, do, do weird stuff or yeah. be around when they're not even supposed to be around.
0: And it's hard to ignore that, isn't it? Yeah. When you get those signs, you think, well, how, how is that possible?
1: What's interesting is when my mother dies, obviously because she was a psychic, she died in front of me, I was expecting to see and feel something. So, you know, I was like, okay, here we go. Let's see what this great big experience. Nothing happens, And I'm like, huh? You know, and, but she was there. And then I had to leave the room to ring and tell people. When I came back, she bloody nipped off and gone in between. You know, yeah. like, I don't know if you've seen someone has died. Have you? Yes. Yeah. So like they're there and then they've gone and then they're yeah. not in that body. No. Gone. Yes. That isn't that person anymore. No. Um, anyway, about a few months later, what? Well, couple of things, very interesting things happened. But one of them was, um, I was just sitting in my front room, any, you know, not even thinking about her, of my own business, and suddenly she appeared. And when I say she appeared, she didn't like physically appear in her form. The whole room filled with love. And she said, darling, it's fabulous. I should have done it years ago. And it was this sense of just everything was love. Wow. And I'd experienced that one time before there was nothing to do with me a friend of mine had come round and said that her friend had hung, hung herself she was quite upset and suddenly the radio uh, switched itself on it was that song uh, oh god I can't remember the bloody name of the song now but it's from a distance uh, you can see everything blah blah and okay. the whole room lit up I had this feeling of everything came alight almost like you're on an acid trip wow. and this just total love It's
0: amazing and
1: so I know because that was nothing to do with me and I was no. like wow and then the same thing happens with my mother so don't ignore those things and if you, well, do, you couldn't ignore that you can know you if, can you, <laughs> believe me you couldn't ignore it it was extraordinary <laughs> and other things like one time i was signing this book deal for the book actually yeah and i knew i shouldn't go with the people i went with but um i sometimes you hear a a, a, a phone ringing in your dream when someone's passed over but yes. it's very difficult for them to give you a message sometimes they're not supposed to oh. so I, I pick up the phone and thing and it's like and um she said the name of the particular um, publishing company, but it was like the first bit, so it was like a man's name. I thought, like, "I don't know anyone who buy that name," and then I realised too late that she was trying to tell me the name of the one to go with, and oh. it was the other one. So, I mean, sometimes it's like that. But I've had that phone ringing. That's
0: amazing.
1: I mean, well, I've got so many. We might have to do another one because I've got so many <laughs> deaf stories okay, here. Well, I realised.
0: Yeah, well, let's definitely do a part two. <laughs> um, I know we've talked about this, and I wanted to come back to it. To it was that. I love that you said that ideas can change the world and that we can sort of grab them out of the universe and it's like this universal consciousness. Yeah. Um and I mean I I you see it you you know a film will come out or a series and then literally another one will come out being made at the same time, yeah. exactly the same thing. And you think,
1: Ideas jump from brain to brain. I think they do. Well, it's like, you know, the monkeys that could peel the potatoes. Yes. I'm, sure, I'm sure I got that like, exactly right, that experiment. <laughs> and then the monkeys the other side of the world started doing it. Yes. Now, how and like, that you know, people, people invented the telephone, didn't they? And two other sides Somebody of the else. world. Somebody yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So ha- And you've seen it as well. Like you will have this great idea and then suddenly it comes
0: out or someone else and, is doing yeah. it. And it's completely unique. And you think, how is that? Because we are all a big computer yeah. and we're a little... Plugging into yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth Gilbert has written a book called Big Magic and she talks about that, how, you know, you just need to grab it when it comes along, take it, and, and like you say, run with it, work, work. You and know. Do you know
1: what? We often don't. We don't. And I know several of the things that I, I you know, I, I hung on to it too much because I had a eureka moment. And yes. Then, uh, anyway, but don't matter, does it? Because we're all, when these things come out, it's all for the greater good normally trust me just do it if you get the idea or you want to do something get on with it because yeah it, someone else will be picking up the the you know message being tapped to us from the universe well it's like facebook isn't it yeah
0: so through creating our sort of new reality how can we find our sole purpose this is a big question how can we find out what we're here to do.
1: Well, I can tell you right now, there's more than one sole purpose and, and there can be many and you yeah. can choose to do it or not do it. And do you know what? And this is important. Not all sole purposes have to be some great big thing. Yeah. Your sole purpose might be might be something you do that you really enjoy. Like, let's say, working in the local cafe and actually by doing that, you're spreading the kindness, you're changing the world, you don't even mm. know it. So it's not... Sometimes we're look, we'll look, for instance, I didn't want to be a psychic. I wanted to be, I don't know, a barrister, and acting, all sorts of things. But I've been doing it since I was, t- you know, I don't know, all my life, but basically professionally more or less from a teenager. But it wasn't something, you know, we're always looking outside. And then you realise normally, well, like The Alchemist, that book, what we're looking for is normally right in front Inside of our us. nose. Yeah. But pr- And also, for instance,
0: if you want to be a writer, guess what? Start writing every day. <laughs> That's exactly it, isn't it? I mean, when I when I was asked to write my book, I thought, God, how, how am I going to even do this? And literally, you just have to sit and write. And you did it. And I did it. And I it. bet you
1: half it was channeled.
0: Some days you sat there and it I wrote felt, itself. Yeah, I actually thought, I, I I think God, this is actually really good. How did I how did I even write I this? I can't wait to read it. Oh well, i it. You know, I'm really happy with it. And I I generally feel that everyone has a book inside them, or everyone has something inside them that they can create and give to other people. But, yeah, but your
1: mission amazing and unique. And I, you know, where did that come from? Because I remember when I first met you, you said it, and it's such a specific, I know. And fabulous and necessary thing.
0: And I didn't grow up with death like you, but my mum always talked about death. My dad was always very open about it. So I grew up not being scared of it. And I think.
1: But what, what was it? Do you know? Or did one day you woke up and thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help heal the world through yeah, embracing I think I d- death?
0: Yeah, I, I want people to live. Like you say, you get up, you know, you're fearless and you have fears, but also you want to have a good life. But I want other people to have a good life too and I want people to not be scared of living. And not have to have something terrible happen to realise the yeah, magic of exactly. life. exactly. I look to... around, I will even look at that plant and I'll be like,
1: wow, look at that plant. You know, I'm like, it was a it's gift, beautiful. a traumatic childhood, but the gift of everyday being grateful for being here yeah. and looking at the magic and beauty and you know that I and mean, what an extraordinary gift I got out of death actually
0: yes yes and I I think for me my gift was having quite a hard childhood yeah and just being so willful that every day was like a new reality for me and just thinking actually I, I really am enjoying my life things are tough yeah But I am wanting to have fun and just enjoy it. And I think I've always had that, like you. yeah, too. been really lucky. I feel really lucky. Um, But I love this idea that, you know, your sole purpose could be a tiny thing. I mean, I was talking to someone the other day and she said that when she had her twins, she had a very isolated existence. She would go to Morrison's every day and there was one woman on the till that would say to her, how are you doing today? And she said, I'm not joking, Amanda. That woman literally got me through my first six months. Yeah. And I, I told her years later, because she said she still works there. And I said, you know, you actually really helped me. And she couldn't believe it. She just couldn't believe that just saying hello to someone, being nice and kind could make such a difference. And it really does. So. So that's what I was
1: saying in, in my, some of the quantum creating write, writings. You're more powerful than you could possibly know. Actually just walking down the street... You could remind someone of someone else and they go and change their life just by you walking down the road. Yeah. We have tremendous power and it's up to us to choose what we do with that power.
0: Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And I think that we're going to end on that note so that people can start thinking about their own power and stepping into themselves and being authentic and true and kind. And, and know that
1: you are loved. You are loved yeah. more than you will ever know as well. Oh. And hard as that is in the worst and loneliest times, you are loved. Yes. There's always someone who loves you. Yeah, and also, but you're part, you're an essential part of the whole. Yes. You know, you're here for a reason right now. And you being here has an impact on the whole. You're crucially important and there'll never be another one of you. You're a unicorn.
0: Mm. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: In fact, fact, you're better than a unicorn (laughs) because there's (laughs) lots of unicorns. You're completely unique
0: yeah you're well, you, <laughs> you're you? Hey, yeah. <laughs> thanks michelle all right oh, lots of love and you to find out more about michelle check out her website michelle m-i-c-h-e-l-e knight k-n-i-g-h-t.com and you can also find her on youtube